Good morning, everyone. Oh, my God. If you're just waking up, it is raining, raining, raining. Oh, my goodness. This is Elaine LaRoche. I'd like to welcome you to Out and About with Elaine. And we are here from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And, uh, yeah, this is a, whew, what a day. It is a day to stay in your PJs all day and make some homemade chicken soup or something. Right? Right. Uh, we have a great show for you today. Uh, I have a lot of updates. Uh, a lot of things are going on in our area. A lot of uh, fairs and uh, fundraising events and all that other good stuff. And my special guest in the 8 o'clock hour is Scott from Cape Tunes. He's a professional DJ. And I figured, you know, um, I wanted to give him uh, some airtime to let us know what we need to do to plan an event and how does a DJ select a playlist. Have you ever wondered about that? Well, you're going to find out in the 8 o'clock hour. Jim Corbin will be calling in in a few minutes and uh, talk to us about when this rain is going to end. I'm glad that I finally brought in brought in <laughs> an umbrella because generally I just leave it in the car and it serves no purpose. Oh, my God. Hey, last week, I got a lot to talk about. Last week, I went to Comic-Con with my son, Christopher. We had a blast. We really had a great time. Susan Soares, she puts it all together from um, her organization. And, oh, my God, the only person that we wanted to see, really see, was John Cleese from Monty Python, right? But he did not come to Rhode Island. He was ill. So he had to stay behind. But you know who did come? Listen to this. I'm taking you back in the day. Loretta Swift and Jamie Farr from MASH. Um, Eric Estrada mm -hmm, and Larry Wilcox were there. William McDaniels and, and Barbara Barrett. They are a married couple. Now, William played in many scenes, but he is the voice of Kit from Knight Rider. Mm -hmm. And he was signing autographs and things, and it was really great. And speaking of Knight Rider, the Knight Rider car was actually there, and the Ghostbuster car were there, and also Back to the Future. So, um, yeah, and many, many other... They have, for some reason... They have a lot of wrestlers, <laughs> and I guess it draws a lot of people and everything, but, um, but it was a lot of fun to walk around and see so many people in cosplay dressing up, and oh my God, they had a Star Wars, um, if, you, if you gave them a donation to Hasbro Children's Hospital, they, uh, you could take pictures of, of these Star Wars characters from Chewbacca to uh, R2-D2 and and. 3CPO and everything in between, and it was quite extraordinary, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of children were there with their parents dressing up, and I think that that is so much fun, but there were stars from TV, and oh, Ralph Macchio was there. I'm sorry. Oh, my God, from the Karate Kid. How could I forget that? My goodness, and uh, and so many more people. It was just really phenomenal, uh, <laughs> but you know, it takes you back when you go there and you see all these other stars. And then there's so many people from Stranger Things and, and other TV series that are streaming. Um, but the one thing that I really enjoy are the artists, the comic artists, the ones that are Marvel comic artists or Disney comic artists and other uh, amazing, amazing people that can draw so well. I mean, I can't even draw a straight line, and um, but I met so many really nice people there, the artists especially, and um, yeah, my son bought a couple of books, 
I mean, it was just really uh, a fun time. It really was a fun time. It's a three-day event that happens every November. They didn't happen for two years because of COVID, so this was like their 10th anniversary here in Rhode Island. And, um, yeah, um, if you get a chance to go next year, you should really definitely check it out and look at it because it really is something that you should experience at least once. Oh, yeah, Um <laughs> As my son and I were walking around and I was walking forward, um, Danny Trujillo, the big tough guy, you know, in all those movies that, I mean, like from dusk till dawn, I mean, he's really, uh, really tough guy. Well, he's actually like five foot six. He's short. And um, he had to step out of the way for me. <laughs> and, and my son Christopher said, you almost bumped into him. And I said, oh, my God, you're kidding me. But it was a lot of fun. And if you went, you know what I mean. But I want to find out from Jim Corbin, what is all this rain about? So, Jim, good morning. Can you tell us what's going on? Yeah, good morning, Elaine and Mike and everyone. Uh, we've got uh, the remains, the sort of the ghost, as I like to say. Well, uh, uh, kind of appropriate, a couple of weeks after Halloween, the ghost of uh, what used to be uh, Hurricane Nicole and also a strong cold front from the west, and all this moisture is being squeezed out with that. However, the good news, Elaine, we have just uh, another hour or so of this rain. Uh, in fact, uh, probably one more burst uh, in maybe mid-morning, and that's about it. But one thing we have to worry about, again, this time of the year, are the remaining uh, few leaves that are still on the trees, uh, a lot of them getting wiped off by the gusty winds overnight, and they uh, will be all over the place. So you want to be walking around, watch out for slippery leaves, and if you're going to be driving, uh, be very careful coming around a bend if you have tree-lined streets or leaves that are on the road. We all know where these places are that have uh, roads that have a lot of uh, trees on either side, uh, and the leaves fall off and you have slippery conditions. And also the clogged storm drains. Uh, these leaves can cover up a drain, so if you have one out in front of your house or near it, uh, you might want to go out and clear it away to help not just you, but everybody else that's driving around so you don't have these huge puddles. Uh, we've had about an inch of rain overall across the area. This is good news, really. We need it. We're still in a minor drought. Can you believe that? Now, this time of the year, we're not using as much water, so it's kind of disguised a little bit. It's not as worrisome, but we'll take anything we can get. Now, we're going to have temperatures incredibly warm. Uh, how about the temperatures right now, Elaine? They're running about 30 degrees, 30 degrees above average for this hour of the day on what is the 12th of November. Our average low is about 37, and we're looking at about 68 degrees, room temperature right now. This is the tropical air that surrounded the ex-hurricane, now uh, extra-tropical low. So very warm this morning. So therefore, once we get a little bit of sun mixed with clouds this afternoon, as winds shift into the west, we'll easily get into the middle 70s. This is likely. Uh, I'll stick my neck out and say this is probably... The last time we're going to see the middle 70s for this year, uh, we won't get it again most likely until sometime, say, March, April of next year. So take advantage of it. But watch out for the downpours now and also one more quick shower or two around mid-morning. And then it gets better in the afternoon. We're going to start to dry things up. But keep in mind, once again, we have big puddles uh, in areas where, by the bad luck of the draw, the leaves, the remaining leaves came off the trees and covered a storm drain. So just be careful. You don't want to... Uh, drown out the, the vehicle that you're driving in. Now, tonight we're going to fall back into the 40s, so reality is going to set in. If you have the windows open this evening uh, with the warm air today, be careful because it's going to be down around 45 tomorrow and only recover to the low and mid-50s tomorrow. Now, we'll be one more weak wave of low pressure that could produce a few 
uh, raindrops late tonight, early tomorrow. Then we'll have clouds and sun tomorrow afternoon with temperatures in the low and mid-50s, so 20 degrees colder tomorrow compared to today. And then much of next week, Elaine, is uh, seasonably or below by a few degrees chilly. Uh, Monday, mostly sunny, highs in the mid-40s. It looks like the same thing on Tuesday. And then our next chance of precipitation uh, would be around Wednesday, and that would be our first shot at chilly rain. Here we are talking about mild rains around 68, 70 degrees. By Wednesday, some light rain could be accompanied by temperatures in the 40s. And as I like to say, that's cold, rotten stuff uh, with rain. Not not like midwinter when we sometimes get rain in the 30s, but cold enough. So chilly weather on the way, Elaine, but not today. As much as you look out the window, if you haven't been out yet, you're like, oh, it doesn't look good out there. Uh, you'll be surprised how warm it is. But that's not going to last. It's the colder air comes in tonight. Right. And I was looking like Monday's temperature at nighttime. It's going down in the 20s, 22 degrees. Um, and then the yeah. rest of the week is like 30, 30, 30. But Thursday, the highest 51 and the lowest 28. So, wow. Yikes. Yeah, it gets back to where we should be and even a little below average. So, yeah, this is uh, we, we're going to pay the price. We've had one of the warmest starts uh, to November on record. Now we're going to go the other way and have at least a week, maybe the next two weeks, of uh, fairly chilly weather. Nothing record-breaking of any consequence, really, although maybe one morning could be close to record-breaking temperature cold. But uh, everything balances out in the weather, so we're going we're gonna to pay the price the other way. I know you saw, did you see the eclipse the other morning? I uh, did. Listen to this. You know, Kelly's on channels. You know, six and yes, um, yes. so we have her back. We did thanks, and we were texting at five a.m. because my body yes. clock. I get up at five, five, five o'clock. So she said, "Hey, mom, did you see the the moon?" And I said, "No, I literally I did. I got dressed and I I went to North Bowl Lanes and I tracked it down and uh, I did see the red. It was so eerie. It was like a red moon, and it was like, oh my yes. god, yeah." You know, what's going on with the moon? Is the moon going to explode? Is something <laughs> going on? No, but yeah, that's it. Because you know, it, it doesn't go completely dark. In other words, right. there's still enough refracted light that you still can see the moon, but it has oh, yeah. that very, very light tinge of uh, a little maroonish red. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that eclipse, and of course, that was when uh, we had the uh, the last uh, you know full moon the other day. Um, and that that there'll be a couple more next year. So if you missed the lunar eclipse the other day. There'll be one or two more next year, I believe. So uh, they're they're more frequent than solar eclipses. So that's the good thing. If you missed if you missed a lunar eclipse, you can say, you know what, I don't have that much long longer to uh, wait. Sometimes you have to wait a year or two. But mm-hmm. um, but I'm glad you got a, got a chance to see that. I and did. by the way, the next the next full moon is on. It's an easy date to remember. Well, at least for most, although it was a, a bad date uh, in history, uh, December seventh. So Pearl Harbor Day. Oh yeah, is Pearl next, Harbor. Next, yeah. Yep, December seventh. That's our next full moon that's the full cold moon which i think should always be in january because january is the coldest month but it'll be the full cold moon it was the full beaver moon uh during the eclipse but this time it'll be uh, december 7th so uh that's the issue with the moon of course we couldn't see the moon or the sun at the moment right now we've got these cloudy skies but it is going to improve <laughs> good a lot better and this will be the last day elaine that we're going to be in the 70s probably for this year i I'm sticking yeah. my neck out by saying that because maybe we might get a day that hits 68 or 69. But uh, take advantage of as much as it looks dreary out there right now. It is very mild, and it will get even milder this afternoon. Then, once the sun goes down, now at about 427, uh, we'll see the temperatures tumble tonight, and it's going to stay chilly for the next, uh, really, for the foreseeable future. So uh, it's uh, the weather pattern is going to switch back, 
and try to balance things out. Mm-hmm. Do you think that now it's possible to have like light snow showers before Thanksgiving? I mean, well, this, it's this possible, Wednesday right? Event, the Wednesday event is possible. Not likely here, but the Wednesday event, um, with, where we're expecting a little bit of light rain here in the 40s, there may be some wet snow up in, uh, say, the Berkshires, southern New Hampshire, some of the hilly terrain there. Um, but I don't see snow here anytime soon, but we know it's it's coming eventually. So uh, just uh, the time of year means we uh, have to watch for that. But again, Elaine, just be careful. I'll end on this. If you're going to be out traveling, and I'm going to be traveling within the next few minutes, mm-hmm. uh, you want to be careful of especially roads that have a lot of tree-lined areas. For example, I'm avoiding Mount Hope Street in North Attleboro right now because I know that street has a lot of trees on either side. Oh, yes. I'm going to tr- try to come in from the other direction uh, dra- traveling. But again, clogged storm drains. So you might run into either wet leaves that are slippery, whether you're tr- driving or walking, or one or two big puddles somewhere where you say, oh, it hasn't been raining all that much, but it's probably a clogged storm drain with leaves. That's why there's a big puddle there, and you don't want to flood out your car. So just be careful. But most of this is going to be done by around 10 o'clock. So by after 10 o'clock, uh, things get better, and it's going to be warm just for one more afternoon. Okay, sounds great. Thanks for the update, and I look forward to talking to you next Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you, Jim. All right. There goes Jim Corbin. We're going to take our first break. And on the flip side, we have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. Our number here is 508-222-1320. I'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Billy Joel, and now you're listening to Elaine LaRoche. (laughs) Our number here is 508-222-1320. Well, I hope that you voted. I hope that the people that you voted for got in office and... um, Congratulations to our uh, Senator uh, Paul Feeney and Representative Jim Hawkins, uh, Governor Healy. Yeah, this is great. And uh, there's a new sheriff in uh, in town, which I am really happy that Paul Haro, um became sheriff. I think he'll do a phenomenal job. And, and kudos to you, Paul. I mean, you work so hard here in the city of Attleboro. Your legacy will speak for itself. You've done such a tremendous job. So thank you for your services of all these years and dedication and all your hard work. So um, it'll be interesting to find out who's going to be running for mayor. I have no clue. But um, we will definitely try to have somebody on to uh, before I leave on December 17th. Yes, December 17th is my last show. So anyway, um, yeah, 2024. Oh, my God, it will be a very interesting race not only presidential but locally as well and um i just hope that you know we can conduct ourselves better you know and and give up that hate speech and you know harsh words and the rhetoric you know just i I hope that you would stop it um really seriously it really bothers me and um anyway i wanted to talk to you a little bit about something that I know that the people that are listening have done this in the past, and it's called couponing. We did it years ago. Remember when the Sunday paper had all those huge manufacturing coupons and we'd cut out them for detergent and dish liquid and diapers when, you know, all these things, right? And to save money on items we use every day, right? So you fast forward today, and I go into CVS and I get a coupon scarf. I mean, it comes out of that machine, and I could wrap it around my neck like five times. But the thing of it is, I can't use a darn thing. Not one thing. Not one thing. It's almost like an um, 
algorithm that senses, okay, so you bought Pantene one day, so we're going to give you um, $2 off, but you got to buy four. (laughs) Or, you know, you buy four something and you get $2 off. And if you buy three, um, you get a dollar off. If you spend $12, you get $2 off. And if you buy three Hallmark cards for nine or twelve dollars, you get a dollar off. And um, but you really have to look for sales on items, uh, plan meals like the old days, and all that other good stuff. Who? Oh, Dan. Okay, yeah, we can put him on. Hold on just a second, Dan, okay? But um, I think that we have to look at grocery flyers, BJ's, Costco, and um, and don't overspend. We need to be smart, you know, seeking out like dollar stores, family dollar, even Ocean State Job Lot, you should go in there. You can get some really good deals on food and goods and services. And I hate to say this, but we are. Remember, we're all in this together, and we just have to keep looking for those sales. All right, let's bring on our good friend, Dan McCurney. Hey, good morning, sir. What's going on in your young life? Good morning, Elaine. I just wanted to let you know that I messaged you on Facebook, and I did drop off paperwork uh, at the station. Dominic's been announcing as you know, our annual Christmas meal that Linda and I put on will be coming up. And uh, Saturday, November the 26th, we're looking for some donations. The drop-off will be at uh, the old St. Vincent de Paul Church, 71 Linden Street from 9 to noon. And then later on, uh, the meal will be on Saturday, December the 17th. That will be at uh, the St. John's Welcome Center, which is right behind St. John's Church on the corner of North Main and Peck Street. And that meal will be put on from 11 to 1. Oh, wow. I'm looking in uh, in the studio here. I have no flyers here. Uh, and I'm sorry I didn't see your message or else I would have definitely okay. written it written it up. But you're welcome to call us back. Uh, next Saturday, yep. if you'd like to do that between 7.30 and 8, because that's when I do my out and abouts, and we can keep reminding everyone. And especially November okay. 26th is the Thanksgiving weekend, and we're not here. So if you want to reach out, why don't you do that? Call me back next week, and we can talk about this. Sure. So what are some sure, of the like things that you – yeah, Dan, what are you looking for as far as the food items uh, go? Spiral ham, you know, spiral ham. We're looking for uh, instant mashed potatoes, boxed uh, stuffing. Uh, cranberry sauce, and, you know, basically money uh, donations. Uh, otherwise, like I said, me and Linda, we put X amount of dollars away each and every week to try to, you know, uh, build on this meal. So we're looking for another great year. Last year we put out over 400 meals. Wow. Unfortunately, we had to move it this year because uh, St. Vincent is just about closed. There's only one mass, and they did have an issue uh, over there. So, uh, that's why there's really no activity. So the mm-hmm. meal will be at St. John's this year, like I said, December the 17th from 11 to 1. Uh, it's geared for veterans, seniors, elderly, homeless, anyone in need, doesn't matter. All are welcome. Like I said, each year we keep building and building. We have a great team of volunteers. That's what it's all about. Without our volunteers, we wouldn't be able to do this. We truly appreciate. We've had people like uh, Laura Dolan, who's been there since uh, day one, helping out Kathleen Simone's been there the last couple of years. John Davis has been there. Jackie Romanicki uh, has been there. I have two former teachers that uh, always uh, help out. Uh, 
far as giving donations, and they're going to come down and help out, which is uh, Mr. Cabral. He used to be the principal. Uh, at one time, he was a teacher at Peter Thatcher, then a principal, and uh, Joe DeLude. He was a teacher, and then I think he was the funds and facility director here in Attleboro for years, and then went on to Seacom. So those are just some of the people that, you know, really uh, step to the plate and uh, help us out, like I said, without them we really wouldn't be able to do this at all. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. So November 26th from 9 to noon at St. Vincent's on Linden Street, you're looking for food items for the dinner. Yep. That's December 17th from 11 to 1 at St. John's Church. Correct. Okay. Correct. Got it. Yes. All right, great. Like but I said, anyone and everyone is welcome, that's for sure. Oh, that's great. That's really, really Matter great. Matter of fact, Dan. I know that's your last show on the 17th. It so, is. So after you get out, you know, feel free to... Come on down. Bye if you. Oh. Yeah, if you're All right. Yeah, that sounds Tom good. Rafferty, Tom Rafferty uh, usually stops stops in. I uh-huh. know Jay Delisio stops in. Jim Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We invite Senator Feeney. So, like I said, it, it's a good time. We always feed the first shift of the fire department. Thanks to Paul Jakes, he's made it a little easier for us in the past couple of years by coming by and picking up because it's hard for. You know, the deliveries, because I'm getting pulled every which way. And oh, sure. So yeah. Paul's been a huge help. And then we usually call the police department. We we feel both those departments should be uh, fed. Mm-hmm. And they usually send a, a nice officer over to pick up, and we f- feed the first shift on the police department. So that's wonderful. That's wonderful, Dan. I really appreciate that. I really do, and I know our community does, too. That's wonderful. Well, promise me you'll call me back next week around this time, and we can publicize it again, okay? Yep, absolutely. And if you want, I can bring another set of paperwork in. Like I said, I did uh, Facebook message you that uh, has the list for the 26th, and then I'll send you one for the uh, for the meal, too. Okay, please do that. I'll look for it, and I'll write it up for sure. But I love talking All to right. you anyway. And, uh, yeah, call us back next week. How's that? Sounds great. Thank you so much, Elaine. I appreciate all the help that the radio station, you, Dominic, everybody does for us. We truly appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you, and give my regards to Linda, please. I will. Hey, have a great day. Go get them. You too. Thanks, Thanks, Dan. All right, there goes Dan McCurney, and you heard it. November 26th, he wants you to drop by on St. Vincent's Church on Linden Street from 9 to noon. Drop off any food items that you think would be necessary for a great dinner, a great meal. And then if you would like to, you're invited on December 17th from 11 to 1 p.m. on really nice lunch at St. John's Church. Oh, Great people, good people, love them. My God, that's really wonderful. All right, my friends, this is great. We're going to, let's see. Oh, one more thing before I go on break. The couponing, we were talking about that, right? And um, I just think that we have to be more aware of sales and sale items. I mean, think about it. You really want to make sure that you have... um, I mean, my mother used to do the coupon things, look through the sales, and get things on sale, really. You know what I mean? And I and I think, you know, for a while I wasn't doing that. I was just going out and getting food and stuff that I needed to make dinner and stuff. But now I'm really conscientious about those things. And I know that my mother always had a big Sunday meal. And uh, it's ingrained in me that I have to make a roast or you know, something either lasagna or whatever to last me three or four days. And um, a matter of fact, when I go home from here, I'm putting a pot roast in and cooking it all day. And then I'll have that for the next couple of days because pot roast, you can shred the beef and you can make a beef stew because I make a great gravy. 
So um, that's what I'll be doing. But if you look outside, it's kind of a day that if you don't have to go out, you know, don't go out. It's just really terrible. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I've got some more out and abouts. The Lions Club is collecting socks. There's a lot of fundraising events and uh, apple pie day. So stick around. We still have a lot more on out and about Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche. Welcome to my show, and we'll be right back after these messages. I asked Mike to play this song because this is my karaoke song. <laughs> because, you know, if you you never want to pick like a Whitney Houston or a Carrie Underwood song because they have such perfect pitch. <laughs> but I kind of like when you do karaoke, you can do this one or you can do um, Bad Bad Leroy Brown <laughs> or stuff like that. Anyway, I digress. Welcome to my show. This is Elaine LaRoche. Our number here is 508-222-1320. As you heard, Dan McCurney and Linda are going to be hosting a dinner, which is phenomenal on December 17th. Um, but the, uh, YMC, the Atterborough and Norton YMCA is hosting a dinner at 2 p.m. on November 24th at the Sweet Community House on Peck Street in Atterborough. And it's, it's free. Uh, it's open to everyone in Atterborough, Norton, and um, Rehoboth, age 60 and older. They ask you to please call Cindy at 508-409-0767 to register. Again, 508 508- 409-0767. Ta-da. Okay. Um, our beautiful, oh man, I like this because this is so important. The South Attleboro Village Lions Club second annual sock drive continues this month. The drive, which began in October all the way to the end of the month here in November, uh, are collecting socks for the homeless. And, um, but their goal, um, like last year, they had 800 pairs of socks, so they want to have 1,000 pairs this year. So they're saying, please, you know, if you can donate some socks, uh, you can call Gail at 401-334-0169. That's 401-334-0169. So they're collecting socks. <laughs> now, if you're out and about today, Jim Corbin said, you know, by 10, 11, this rain is going to stop. But um, there are two special events today. The Special Olympics Craft Fair from 10 to 3 p.m. at the North Attleboro Elks Lodge on Bullfinch Street in North Attleboro. And this is the one I'm going to because I think it's important to go to this and support the Special Olympics. So the Special Olympics Craft Fair it's going to be at the North Attleboro Elks on Bullfinch Street in North Attleboro from 10 to 3 p.m. Christmas Homecoming Church Fair is at the Chartley United Methodist Church in Norton. And they're saying breakfast and lunch will be served. And it's today from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And they have crafts, homemade baked goods, um, grandma's attic, and many, many more. That sounds so cool. I just like stuff like that. I think it's really great. And uh, did you know that vet? there's a vet program every Thursday from 11.30 to 1 p.m.? The community can get involved. And basically what they're saying is the VFW post in Attleboro said, come on down for lunch. And it's very reasonably priced. And I think that's a great thing to have. My goodness. Um, also wanted to mention the Central Congregation Church has Apple Pie Day which is next Saturday, okay? So you got to call them to reserve your apple pie, okay? 
699-7700. Okay, so if you want an apple pie, got to call them. You know, it's $15 and it goes for a good cause. 508-699-7700. And the Mansfield Annual Snowflake Holiday Fair is going to be at the Mansfield Congregation Church. And they have a lot of arts and crafty things. And uh, that's going to be next Saturday from 9 to 2. A lot of things are happening. I just love this. This is really great. The Southeastern Paws of Comfort Alliance is having a fundraising event from November 1st to November 30th. They're saying go to any city spirits in North Attleboro and Attleboro, and um, you have to buy a certain wine. It's, um, oh, okay. So, all right, here it is. Black Dog Cabernet or all-day rosé wine. If you buy these two or one, uh, some of the proceeds will go to the organization, okay? So um, Black Dog Cabernet, hmm, and all-day rosé wines in City Spirits, okay? So just remember that. Attleboro Farms. Oh, I love Attleboro Farms, and Emily Johnson makes all those beautiful, gorgeous wreaths over there. They're having their annual holiday craft market, on Saturday, December 17th, which is my last show here. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., they have a variety of quality handcrafted items just in time for the holidays, and you better believe it. This place is amazing. I mean, so many different things. It's not just plants. You go in there, and there's so many, like, fancy pots. They have beautiful exotic flowers. They have other flowers. And this holiday fair, I'm sure there's going to be some beautiful poinsettias that you can buy. And and what I like about this is if you have a plant that's dying or you don't know what it is, I call it a mystery plant, you can bring it to them and say, what is this and how do I take care of it? And if it's failing, um, they'll help you. They'll recommend soil and feeding the thing the right way. Yeah, I can plant anything outside. It'll grow unbelievable inside plants forget it's dr kevorkian and i can't do it i can't do it i don't know for some reason i forget to water them or i water them too much i think i overwater them yeah i don't know we'll see what's what um my good friends who are coming on december 10th aging disgracefully is uh, charlie hall and doreen collins will be my guest on the 10th but they want you to know that you can come see them on Saturday, December 3rd at Davenport's in East Providence at 1230. Sunday, December 4th at Twin Oaks. Oh, I wish I wasn't working on Sunday. Uh, at 1230. Uh, Thursday, December 8th at Chance in Woonsocket at 7 p.m. Uh, Sunday, December 11th, Bella in Boroughville at 1230. And uh, Whites of Westport on Thursday, December 15th at 12.15, and on December, Friday, December 16th, the Courthouse Center in Kingston. Available for holiday functions, they say, OMG. So how do you reserve? You can call the restaurants themselves, or you can go on to agingdisgracefully.net, okay? Yeah, and if you're out of a job or if you're looking for something, there's a career fair by South County Health, um, that's going to be held this coming Tuesday from 12 to noon at the South County Hospital in Wakefield. I know you don't like to go travel without out of uh, Massachusetts, but go into Rhode Island. Um, 
So they have it Tuesday, November 15th from 12 to 5, and Wednesday, November 16th from 12 to 5. And if you can't do that, they're saying you can go up on careers.southcountyhealth.org, and uh, they offer competitive pay, signing bonuses, tuition reimbursements. Wow, now that's a perk and a half, guys. Just saying, my goodness, wow, wow, wow. Now, Winslow Animal Farm on Eddy Street in Norton is a wonderful place. It's an animal sanctuary. And they're saying if you come down there, you can take pictures of all the animals. They, they're calling it um, animal photography. And you can take a tour of all the farm and have access to all the animals for photo-taking opportunities. The tour will last about two hours and all skill levels will be accommodated, meaning that photo, you know, your camera on your iPhone can be used, okay? But you got to call them. And, um, but I don't know, it's today at 10 a.m. And I don't know if, I mean, Jim said that the rain will dissipate, so maybe you should call them. But um, anyway, um, you can, or you can show up there. But the cost is $60 per person, a portion which is donated to Winslow Farm. So anyway, um, yeah, I would call in advance just to make sure that they're still having this event. I'm really not sure. Uh, grief support for the holidays. A lot of us have lost a lot of loved ones during the holidays, and it is hard. And that song, I, I asked Mike never to play It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, because it isn't. It really isn't for a lot of us. And uh, the Community Covenant Church on Tremont Street in Rehoboth is hosting a Surviving the Holidays event from 10 to noon on Saturday. And it's a free program for people grieving the death of a loved one. And uh, you can call the church center to register at 508-222-9400 for more information. Again, it is 508-222-9400. All right, and do I have another time to read one more before break? I think I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> Mike's laughing at me because that's why I, I love having him as my producer because he'll look at the clock and or he'll say, look at the clock, Elaine, and he'll say, you got one minute. And I do have just one minute. Okay, okay, here we go. <laughs> now, I don't know how devoted you folks are in Plainville, but there's a <laughs> Keep Plainville Beautiful group is holding their, <laughs> they're saying that they're holding it rain or shine. They're having a cleanup today from 9 to noon at the DPW parking lot on West Bacon Street. You'll be able to pick up, oh, they do have those grabbers, trash bags, gloves. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're saying check it out. You know, um, you can show up and uh, rain or shine. It's like, yikes, you guys are pretty dedicated, I must say. My God, wow. But um, anyway, yeah, if you want to do that, you know, you can go to Plainville. And I'm sure that the weather will dissipate by 10 or 11. I'm sure it will be, yeah. Um, just as a reminder, the Rentham Police Department is is reminding you about the local scams in the area. Uh, one of them is, they call it the grandparent scheme, where um, you'll get a random call from somebody saying that they're from the su such and such police department and that they have your grandchild um, and they need money to release him or something like that. Um, also be aware of the car warranty scams. I got a call this week, actually, and uh, I did not play along with them. I just said, look, I know this is a scam, you know, lose my number, and I hung up on them. 
So, um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. And it makes me mad because anybody that tries to take advantage of seniors or anyone, you know, just makes me mad. Listen, I got to go. I got to take a quick break. And on the flip side, I want I want you to know about this really cool thing that's happening at Gillette Stadium Special Olympics event this Sunday. So stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. And I will be back right after these messages. I like this song. I got caught up in the music, as they say. Good morning. You're listening to Out and About Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche, and our number here is 508-222-1320. The annual flag football state tournament will be held Sunday at Gillette Stadium. I'm so glad it is tomorrow. The event includes teams, special teams from Special Olympics of Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. Opening ceremonies for the event, which will be held beginning at 9 a.m. And before opening ceremonies, area police officers will be on the field to welcome the athletes in a high-five tunnel. Oh, my God, that is so cool. Oh, my God, this is so wonderful. The New England um, Special Olympics. Oh, my God, and listen to this. Some of the New England Patriots and the New England Patriot cheerleaders are going to be there, too. There will be uh, cheerleading demonstrations in which the Special Olympics cheerleading athletes worked on and learn cheers from the New England Patriot cheerleaders as well. Oh, my God, so you can play and you can actually become a pretend New England Patriot cheerleader for the day. Yoo-hoo! All right. Um, now, the Audubon uh, Wildlife Refuge in Seekonk is holding a program of ospreys from 1 to 3 p.m. on Sunday, November 13th. You can learn all about the magnificent birds as well as the Audubon Society of Rhode Island's long-running program. And this is really, really interesting. So you can just show up. Yeah, you can just show up tomorrow if you want to. Yeah. Uh, the School of Arts at Dean College in Franklin will perform all shugup from Wednesday, November 16th to Sunday, November 12th in the main stage. Interesting, very interesting. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And what else is happening? Oh, yeah, Bristol Community College, right? In Fall River will hold Eye of the Beholder. Don't close your eyes, featuring Ukraine artists. Wow, this is going to be from Thursday, which was just passed through. Oh, wow, it's going all the way through December 22nd. Oh, my God, that is really interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm just reading this. Okay, all right, all right, all right. The artist, okay. All the art is unframed, and most of it is small. There are 27 artists in the show and around 120 pieces in all. Isn't that something? That is something to see. Bristol Community College Art Gallery in Fall River. Wow. My God, that is unreal. It's very interesting, should say that. It's very interesting. But also, too, it's like, wow, I'm quite amazed by that. So I got a few minutes before I have to take an 8 o'clock break. And just as a reminder, we have lottery and weather. And Scott is my DJ guest from Cape Tunes will be here in studio or calling in, depending, he said. So... I'll keep you in suspense until he either shows up or calls in 
But it'll be interesting to find out what a DJ does and how he picks a playlist, etc., etc., etc. Hey, listen, I know that we all played the, <laughs> the Powerball. I know I spent $18 on tickets. It's ridiculous, and I know that, and I know that. And I even have my dad's numbers, you know, so lucky numbers, and I figured, oh, I can't lose with that, right? Yeah, we lost. I think I got one number or two, and I brought in all my tickets. And I know that one has two numbers, so I might get $7, but I don't know. <coughs> what I have to do is go into a Cumberland Farms or stop and shop when there's nobody there on a slow day to have them check the tickets because I don't want to back up a line. You know what I mean? When everybody's heading off to work in the morning and getting your coffee, and you just want to get out and about. So, uh, yeah, quite frankly, I think it's a, I'll, I will do that. And, uh, oh, unreal. So <laughs> I hope that you are going to have a fantastic day and, um, and we'll see what's what. Yeah. So my guest uh, just texted me. He said he'll be here in 10 minutes and Michael let him in. And uh, so that's good. I'll keep him in the green room, as we say, while I do lottery and the weather, of course. And speaking of the weather, oh, my God, it's going to be so darn cold, huh? Yikes. So I guess we should enjoy today. You know, not 72 isn't bad, but um, as I'm looking through, you know, like 72 high today, right? And then it goes down to 52 as the high for tomorrow. And then from there, forget it. It's like it won't get beyond, like Jim said, we'll never see 70 again until 2023. <laughs> How you doing on your Christmas shop? And I want to know. I talked to my sister Donna and <laughs> in Virginia, and she said, oh, Elaine, I'm almost done. I said, what? Are you kidding me? I said, I haven't, I shouldn't say that. I did start in August, and wherever I travel to, wherever I go, I pick up little things, but seriously, I mean, yikes, you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, whew, it's tough. If you go into the grocery stores, you'll notice these big bins for the food pantry. The local food pantry is in need of everything. So, um, four boxes of pasta for $5. Maybe you could donate one or two. Um, maybe a jar of spaghetti sauce. They have two for $5. That, and it's funny because it used to be two for $4. And especially my prego sauce. I mean, I make my spaghetti sauce from scratch, don't get me wrong. But in a pinch, prego works. And it used to be two for $4. And now it's two for $5. And um, I went to pick up, you know, like butter for the holiday well, you can pick up a <laughs> you can pick up a one pound box of like say Lando Lakes for five ninety nine, or even um, Stop and Shop brand for like four something. Now think about that. This is ridiculous. Um, and there's one Irish butter for seven dollars and ninety nine cents. Are you kidding me? I mean, and even bacon. You know, bacon, right? I mean, it's cheaper to buy a pig for God's sakes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So, but how I get along, how do I get, <laughs> Mike is laughing at me, I'm sorry. I mean it, Michael, these prices are killing me. It's ridiculous. I mean, seriously, Mike works at Joblot. Mike, come on the mic and tell everybody we should go to Joblot because why? <laughs> you should go to Joblot because this week there's a sale if you're a veteran and you're an insider if you spend uh $20 or more, you get 40% back on a crazy deal card. 
What? Really? Yeah. You have to be an insider and you have to be a veteran. How do you get to be an insider? Very easy. You sign up as you cash out. It's free. And all it takes is a zip phone and a valid email address. And that's it. That and, is great. And you can take advantage of all the great sales in store and online, too, at OceanStateJobLot.com. And you can do Christmas shopping there, too, right? You can do everything shopping there. That's awesome. That's where I do all my shopping. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, when you walk in, the clothes are there. You got, you know, all kinds of different things. And it is great. It is really great. Yeah. Do you have to work today or no? I, I work somewhere else. Somewhere oh. else. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah. Mike is going to go into the crazy season when you have to go to like Black Friday. And, oh, that's coming up too. Yikes. But I find a lot of us are doing online shopping. Now, here's the thing I was looking in. Because I do read six newspapers every week, and I tell you that, and it's true. But I watch the local news, and Providence Place Mall isn't that far from us. They went before city council, Simon Properties, I know them, because they also own Emerald Square Mall. But they went to, before city council in Providence and asked for a $4 million tax. They only want to pay $4 million in taxes over, are you ready for this, 20 years. Now, the Senate president came on the news and said, that's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. And the reason for that is he said from Simon Properties, oh, well, you know, a lot of people are uh, buying online. And that's true. That is true. But if you lower your prices and you have free parking, you get more people in there. Let me tell you something. They're making profits. They are making profits. Don't get me wrong. I worry about the small little stores you know but simon property had and that's just what he said not me he had they had the nerve to come in and ask for a four million dollar paying taxes over 20 years wow so they sent they said the city council said no turn around and you come back with a reasonable proposition i guess they lock into these leases um i think it was like buddy Cianci had and joe paolino brought the mall uh, Simon Properties to Providence to build. They gave him a really great tax break. And now it's, okay, Mike, I'm sorry. I He's pointing to me. I got to take a break. But on the flip side, well, anyway, my point is this. Um, I guess that lease ended. And now, you know, glory days after 20 years of raking profits and major profits, it's like, okay, now what do I do? Well, they have to ask for better compensation to pay taxes. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, this is Elaine LaRoche. It is 8 o'clock. I'm going to take a quick break. And on the flip side, I've got lottery. I've got weather. And i got Scott from Cape Tunes coming in. So stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. And I'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche. And my number here is 508 222-1320. How y'all doing today? If you're just getting up, yes, it is raining, but I assure you Jim Corbin said that this will dissipate by 11 o'clock today, so yeah. Or you can just stay in bed all day and, uh, you know, take it easy. Yes, unreal. Listen, Sunday, tomorrow, this is like one of my favorite days besides, you know, Godiva Chocolate Day. All right, I just made that up. But tomorrow is National Hot Chocolate Day. I kid you not. There really is a day called National Hot Chocolate Day. Mm-hmm. So I have to work tomorrow, so I bought some hot chocolate mix. I also have some Oreos I'm going to crush up, some mini chocolate chips, and it is going to be mm-mm-mm-mm good. Yes, yeah. All right, my friends, if you played the lottery, like I know you can't win a billion dollars, but... 
you know, we have that dream, don't we? All right, good luck. Mass Lottery daily number is 3879. Rhode Island daily number is 3911. Mass Cash, 26263435. Mega Millions. Good luck. I don't know anyone who's ever won this, but if you are lucky enough, I wish you good luck. Mega Millions is this. Here we go. 1, 5, 17, 37, 70. The Mega Ball is 22 and the Mega Plier is 3. Lucky for life. If you win this, you will be lucky for life. 2, 23, 29, 42, 46. And their little Mega Happy Ball is number 1. Sunset time today is 4.27 p.m. And, uh, yeah, this is just going to be really something else. Wow. Saturday today, as you can see, that it is raining. Yes, the high is 72. It's a balmy 72. Low tonight, 47. Sunday, there's an 85% chance of rain in the afternoon, and it is a 20-degree drop. High tomorrow is only going to be 52, low 30. So it's going to be a very cold night. Looks like we're going to have to turn that heat on. Oof. All right. Monday, sunny morning, but it's going to be cold. The high is only going to be 46. And the low, I kid you not, is 22. 22. Brr, it's going to be cold. Tuesday, sunny skies, high 46, low 34. Very rainy night again. And Wednesday, it's going to rain all day. Just forget it. It's just going to rain all day. High 50, low 31. Thursday, partly cloudy, sunny day, high 51, but the low is going to be 28 degrees. Just 28 degrees. Oh, my God. It's just going to be really tough. Yeah. I wanted to let you know that um, the sunset time today is 427, so there's no longer 430 sunset time. But you know what? Even though the sunset time is 427, I mean, I get out at 430, and it's kind of like light still, but not really. But then again, of course, when it gets to be like 5 o'clock, unfortunately, it is uh, very, very dark. Yeah. So it's time to, you know, you got to check all the fluids and get your oil changed and, and antifreeze and all that other good stuff. So you want to make sure that uh, you're prepared for winter. And also, too, make sure that you have um, window washer fluid and your tires are all pumped up and everything and it's all good. So, Yeah. Just be prepared, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, today we are looking at a unseasonable, really, really cold, damp day. But it's balmy, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, a tropical summer day, summer rain, 72. But like I said, tomorrow, there's an 85% chance of rain in the afternoon with high only. We got a 20-degree drop. I'm looking at this. Today is 72. Tomorrow high is 52. And then Monday's high is 46. It's you got to be kidding me. And I, when I was talking to Jim Corbin, I said to him, is it possible to even have, you know, some snowflakes before Thanksgiving? And I think that's a reality because it is going to be so cold at night. I mean, 30s and 22 on Monday going into Tuesday morning. It's whew, unreal. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Anyway, um, yeah, I think it's a pretty interesting dynamic in the weather, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, we're good. So listen, I'm going to uh, pause for a moment because um, Scott is here. He's our DJ from Cape Tunes. He traveled all the way down here. So I'm going to put him on mic. And uh, Mike, can you put him on mic? And we can t get right into it. 
Good morning. Good morning, Elaine. How are you doing today? I'm very tired. How are you? <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I can't believe that you came down here. This is wonderful. I can't believe I'm sleepwalking right now. <laughs> I mean, I love out and about and all, but who gets up at this hour and is out and about? I've been up for three hours oh, already. God bless so, you. Yeah. Well, I've been up, but not awake. <laughs> not awake. Now, where do you actually live? In Brewster. Oh, God. Oh, God. You came all the way from Brewster, Mass. It was a hike. And the weather wasn't fun. Oh, kudos to you for even making the trek here. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Before We have to take, when I do this, take, uh, it's like a break. I have to take a break every gotcha. 15 minutes. It's radio. We got to do that, right? But how did you get into the DJ business? Wow. Um, way back when I was like seven, eight years old, I used to steal my parents' records. <laughs> really, I used to steal my parents' records, put them on this little Fisher-Price record player, mm -hmm. and pretend I was a DJ. Oh, my God. And I would make eight tracks and cassettes, and um, I'm showing my age here, with commercials, introducing songs, intro and outroing and all that, and making my own commercials. Never really thought anything about it. I was always into music. Went away, to, you know, did the college thing and everything. Interned at my college radio station, which means you, you know, put in a little box and you know, three people might be listening to you from the dorm rooms. And I had a friend that had a DJ business. And during that, I started carrying his albums around and carrying all the equipment around. And, um, you know, this is going over, you know, from seven, you know, seven, eight years old to, what, 18, 19 years old. Now I'm probably in my 20s or so. And then uh, fast forward a little bit, I was with my kid's mom. We were about to have our second child and trying to figure out how can we afford to put them in daycare or keep her home. So I decided, well, I can do this DJing thing because I've been carrying albums for a friend of mine and um, basically took an investment, built a marketing plan, a marketing plan that no one's ever seen, by the way. I went to school for marketing, wrote up this whole marketing plan, pages and pages long. I don't think anyone ever saw it, but it was more for me. And I decided to take, it was about 3000 bucks to invest it. And my plan was to make it back over the next three years and within three months, I tripled it. Wow. I never realized how big the wedding business was on the Cape. Wow. So within a year, I had to leave my job. And a couple months later, I started stealing disc jockeys that I was working with for, at other places. And now fast forward, this is uh, just celebrated our 15th year doing this full time. Wow. Really? So that's, uh, wow. <laughs> that is a, an incredible story. <laughs> that, wow. That, and, and my next question was, how long have you been doing this and you said well since i was seven or eight yeah a long time ago <laughs> long time ago question um and i'm I, this is for me too how do you select a playlist like what goes into it when you're <laughs> when you're selecting songs or do Good people question. give you uh, recommendations ever anyone with an ipod or an iphone thinks they're a dj yeah. or just add alcohol and you're a dj um it's definitely transformed over the years way back when, well, when I was growing up, you know, a band would come up with an album and that's all you'd hear from them for a year, year and a half. That was it. Nowadays, someone comes out with something, it's on YouTube, it's a hit, it's, you know, if I'm DJing like a homecoming or a prom or, you know, some kind of kid party, they're requesting songs that aren't on radio. They're requesting songs that are going to be on radio. So I don't know, really, sometimes 90% of the songs I am playing because mm. they're requesting so many different things. Wow. So it used to be, let me do my job. I can come up with a good playlist. Right. Nowadays, I give couples, I call it homework, where they can have as much or as little input as they want. 
I try to limit the input a little bit. I mean, bottom line is their day. So whatever mm-hmm. they want to have happen is going to happen. But again, with the preface that everyone thinks they're a DJ, sometimes they don't pick out the best music. So I try to work with them to find out what they like, what they don't like, and customize the day. Because the reality is, at any given wedding, you're going to have guests that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 80s. Mm. So a good wedding DJ needs to know a little bit about music from the 60s, 70s, 80s today. Mm-hmm. Because you can't really put on one song and pack a dance floor. Because there's just such a variety of songs. I mean, yes, if like Bruno Mars comes out with a song like Uptown Funk. Oh, has yeah. has that 80s throwback feel. So older mm-hmm. people like it, younger people like it. So there are a few tunes every now and then that everybody likes. But the whole idea is trying to keep people on the dance floor for a good, you know, two to three hours. That's great. And That's so great. Sometimes a challenge. Sometimes the bride and groom are my worst enemy. Ah. <laughs> they give me, um, I call them Zamboni songs because they clear the dance floor like a Zamboni clears the ice in hockey. Yikes. Yeah. But Celebrate. Celebration by Cool and the Gang is a real popular song, it's isn't it? It's popular, yeah. It's older, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I try to avoid the typical cheesy wedding songs, I call them. The, the songs, I call them, um, a lot of DJs rely on, I call them crutch songs. Because crutch songs. people will know, I'll explain it. Oh, yeah. Like, let's say you have 100 people in the room. Yeah. 100 people come to a wedding. Half the people are willing to dance, half aren't. Mm-hmm. You can't force those 50 people, you know, they're just going to sit there and twiddle their thumbs. The people that are willing to dance, half of them will dance when they hear something they know or like. So, yeah, celebration, way overplayed, but people know it, so they might dance to it more. So in an average room of 100 people, you're going to have like 25 people on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. My goal is to try to avoid the typical wedding songs, like We Are Family Celebration, Macarena, Cha-Cha Slide, all those line dances. Granted, like last night I had uh, maybe 120 people in the room, and yeah, three or four people requested line dances. But I was able to avoid them. I mean... <laughs> Most of them were on the Brides Do Not playlist, oh. which to me is more important than a playlist because I want to know what they don't want to hear. Yes. So last night, a couple songs I normally play, like uh, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, was on the Do Not playlist, so didn't play it. Really? Um, Journey was on her Do Not playlist. Oh. There were a couple big ones, but I mean, there's so many songs out there. I can, I can get around it. Mm-hmm. Great. We're going to take a quick break. How's okay. that? You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. My guest is Scott from Cape Town. Tunes. No, Cape Tunes. Cape Tunes. Cape Tunes from Brewster, Mass. I'm sorry. Yes, our number here is 508-222-1320. Listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche, and I'll be right back after these messages. I thought it was going to be two tickets to paradise in right there, but I guess it didn't, and I didn't want to waste any more time because I've got Scott from Cape Tunes in the studio, a professional DJ. So if you have any questions about DJing, you can call them right now at 508-222-1320. So we were talking during break, but two questions. Well, one is like favorite song that, you know, are requested. And also, too, how has the music industry, how has the DJ business changed in all those years that you've been a DJ? Hmm, favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the truth is I don't like a lot of the songs I play. well the thing is being a professional dj i know what works i know what doesn't work sometimes a bride will say well what do you listen to and my response is you don't want to hear what i listen to especially at a wedding i listen to heavy music but i know what works i know it doesn't work so some of the more popular tunes and um you know i do like a handful of them like um september earth wind and fire i mean it's a typical tune but it's catchy i like it Mm. um another one that is always guaranteed build me a buttercup uh, run around Sue, talking about oldies. Uh, then when you get to 
you know, if you jump fast forward a couple of years, um, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody, any, any Madonna, Michael Jackson, although Michael Jackson shows up on a lot of Do Not Playlists too. Hmm. And then gradually, I um, say the method to my madness is I always start with older music, gradually get to newer music for two reasons. One, older guests are always the first on the floor, then the first out the door. Ah. Younger guests usually need a little alcohol to get going. So let's say um, Lizzo has a sort of hit, um, what's it called, about, about time, about, about damn time. That's what mm, it's called. Mm-hmm. A lot of people requesting it. Let's say I play that early in the night. Older people are like, what the hell is this? Younger people aren't drunk enough to dance. DJ, not so good. I play that song towards the end of the night. I'm rocking it. Mm-hmm. And then there are some tunes that um, will have a little bit of a life of its own, stick around for a while, disappear for a little while, and then come back with a vengeance. Um, one of those lately last year and a half, Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Oh. Everybody, I mean, I hadn't heard that tune in 100 years. Yeah. And last year, people started requesting it. Pretty much coming out of the pandemic, people were requesting it. And it was rocking. And it's almost every single wedding now I'm ending with that song and wow. get 100 people singing it as wow. loud as they can. Really? Yeah. Maybe Mike could try to find it for us during break. <laughs> Where is it again? Mr. Brightside. Mr. By Brightside. The killers. By, killer, by the by Killers. By the Killers. Oof. Wow. That's really great. All right. My second question is, how has... The music industry changed for DJing. Big time. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, a band used to come out with an album. That's all you'd hear from them forever. And nowadays, someone will, you know, they drop a track, they call it. And, you know, I hate to say, um, <laughs> again, I don't like a lot of the music that's out, but it's changed so much that growing up, I used to listen to, the, you know, Casey Kasem Countdown and then the Rick D's Countdown. And, you know, you would almost try to predict what song was going to be number one or how long it would stick around. Nowadays, a song will stick around for, you know, sometimes a week or two, and then you never hear it again. Or Britney will release an album, and all of a sudden, top 10 songs are Britney Spears, which has never happened before in our lifetime. I mean, Beatles never did it. Elvis never did it. Britney Spears does it. But I think that's how much the music has changed because it's all digital, and, you know, it's not counted as, you know, record sales. When a band sells an album, you know, back in the day, they sold a million albums I mean, that was a lot. They get a platinum record. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's based on it's a whole algorithm of how many downloads they have, how many records they sell. And they all try to, um, they, like with the bands that I grew up with, they try to what they call front load it. They pr- you know, promote it, promote it, promote it. So the first week it comes out, it shows up good just so they can get the press out of it, and then it disappears. Wow. Whereas growing up, band would come out with an album. It would have some legs to it. You know, they'd come out with a single. It would grow. It would grow. It would grow. Finally reach number one and then slowly go down the charts. Nowadays, it's big hit, then gone. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know Taylor Swift has, uh, like, the top. Oh, yeah. I, I, I said I mean, Britney, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. No, I mean, like, Taylor Swift came out with they, hers. They all and sound the same, but. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. And Taylor, you know, i got to give it to her. She is talented. I did, I did see her once uh, years ago. I took a friend to see um, Keith Urban. Oh, yeah. And um, Taylor Swift was the opening act. And I might have been the only one in the entire, you know, 20,000 auditorium that didn't know every single word to every single song. Oh. But she was one hell of a performer. Okay. And now that I, you know, know who she is and, yeah. you know, this is, what, 15, 20 years on, some of her tunes aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. 
for me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I said Brittany. Brittany's oh, been all over the news. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, wow. I wanted to ask also, um, how did you survive, how did your business survive during the COVID years? Barely. <laughs> Barely? It was rough. It was, um, I always thought that my career would slowly dwindle. I'd become that old DJ that nobody wants, you know, because I'm their parents' age. Now they're I'm their grandparents' age. Never did I think one day I'd wake up and, you know, someone would say, nope, you're shut down. You're not working anymore. It was scary. It was very scary. Mm. Um, we went from doing, as a company, we do about 230, 250 weddings a season to during, in 2020, we had a total of 63. And most of them were just dinner parties. Oh, my gosh. So it was rough. <laughs> and, um, this is kind of crazy. But I've always been into stocks and trading. And I've always done, you know, not really day trading, but I actually took a course and started becoming a day trader. And I did really, really well. So well that after three months of doing it, I'm thinking, I'm never going to have to DJ again. Wow. And then reality hit. <laughs> wow. And it started going back down, down, down. Yeah. So I was just thankful and I appreciate every time I walk in the door for any, you know, whether it's a wedding party, whatever it is, I'll appreciate that from now on. Wow. You had said that you had done over 200 a season? Wow. As a company, we do about 230 the past two years. This wow. year, right now, we are at... 322 this year plus about 160 parties or so last year was completely insane i mean back in 2020 about 75 percent of all weddings postponed to 2021 which forced a lot of couples that wanted to get married in 2021 to go to 2022 so last year was completely insane this year completely insane on top of this year all the corporate business is back and all the backyard parties are back so right i mean for months and months, I was working almost every night of the weekend. There were, there were some months I had like maybe one or two nights off. Wow. Which, again, I'm thankful for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beats a real job. <laughs> I am sure. Yeah, I am sure. How many DJs do you have on in your company? We got about 20. That's amazing. And I actually know some of them, too. <laughs> no, I do have a um, great team. Some of them I used to work with at other places. Oh, good. Some of them found me. Some we just happen to, you know, collaborate. Mm -hmm. I have um, a couple of DJs who are technically competing DJs, but we became close friends, and now they do their thing and work for me as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So you do have a big company then. Yeah. It's not too bad. That's awesome. i got uplighting people, photo booth people. Yeah, yeah. Trying All right. to get my kids into photo, in the photo booths. I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. Hello, oh. CJ and Cameron, if you're awake, which I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was up till about 3 a.m. Oof. Yeah. Do you think that they would be, or does anybody have a desire I, to follow in dad's footsteps? You know, I never wanted to follow in my dad's footsteps, mm. <laughs> <laughs> although ironically I did. He was in the flooring industry, and the job I took out of college was in the flooring business. Oh. Pure coincidence, because they offered the most money. <laughs> it wasn't okay. because my dad was in the industry. Right. Um, right. With my kids, I want them to do what they want to do. Sure. I would love for them to do this. One of them, uh, CJ, very talented. He's um, uh, pitch perfect taught himself how to play piano now he's getting more more professionally trained teaching himself how to play guitar really into music um the other one has great personality mm. which that's half the dj business sure sure do you think you're uh your son that has the potential, do you think that they're going to go into Berkeley School of Music? Do you think that he would pursue that? We discussed it and I just got a text he says I'm awake <laughs> Good morning, CJ. <laughs> I would love for him for, to pursue music. I want him to do what he wants to do. Yeah. But um, music is, um, I mean, it's definitely a tough field to do it professionally. Why is that? 
it's, you know, uh, the challenge is like I'll compare myself like a band versus a DJ. Sometimes someone will say, well, what's the difference between you and a band? Right. Because to them, music is music. To me, there's a huge difference. The sure. same difference, there's a difference in DJs. There's a radio DJ, there's a club DJ, there's a, you know, wedding DJ. Um, when it comes to weddings, weddings aren't, aren't cheap. <laughs> They're a ripoff at times. So I think a lot of um, couples look at it, okay, you know, do I want to go with a seven to $10,000 band or a fraction of that for a DJ? Mm-hmm. So a lot of musicians, I hate to say, have a lot of um, resentment towards DJs because we're just pushing buttons playing someone else's music, which is true. Being a musician is a whole other talent. Sure. So it's a completely different field. And getting um, the, the live the musicians that I do know, I mean, it's it's a struggle. It's mm. a struggle. There's a lot of, uh, you know, to do it professionally, full-time, a lot of luck involved, too. No matter if, you know, I know a lot of talented, talented musicians that can't do it full-time. Right. Do you have to pay a royalty for the music that you that's play? That's a great question. Somebody asked me that once, so I did research it. Because in Massachusetts, we're considered entertainment. Mm-hmm. So no royalties are needed. Really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we have a, I think, 20-second We Can Play songs, yeah. and then we have to cut it. I think because it's also a one-shot deal for me. It's like I'm not making money off of it, right. broadcasting right, yeah. it. It's just one live event. Right. We're going to take a break. All right, my friends. Our number here is 508-222-1320. We'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche, and our number here is 508 Two two thirteen twenty. Oh God! I'm. You know what it is? Is I've got the music in my ear and I'm thinking and I'm. I was just singing this song. Five zero eight two 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 thirteen twenty. Thanks, Mike. Anyway, in studio I have Scott from Cape Tunes, and we were talking about the DJ business. And um, Scott, which venue would you prefer? A wedding, corporate event, holiday party, and why? Well, I love playing music, so. Um, I gotta go with wedding just cause I'm so used to it and I like to think I'm half decent at it mm-hmm. and I just enjoy it a lot more. Um, corporate events can be boring at times. It's a lot of people just sitting around talking, same with anniversaries, birthday parties. Although I gotta say if I, if it's like a 50th birthday or 60th birthday, they like my kind of music so mm. I can play a little bit more eighties kind of, eighties kind of tunes. But, um, I just like, I mean, I'm in charge of making sure people have fun. I mean. How do you call that work? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. No, I hear you. I think that's really great. What are some of the tunes, like you were saying about um, a do not playlist? I've never heard of that before. I, again, because a lot of, a lot of songs are just played over and over and over. You hear them at every wedding, like, you know, Mm -hmm. We Are Family, you know, Cha Cha Slide, um, Old Time Rock and Roll, those typical songs. So I try to stay away from those unless, of course, the couple likes them. Mm -hmm. But I tell a couple I'd rather know what they don't want to hear versus what they do want to hear. Oh, interesting. Because if you give me a room of 100 people on a Friday or Saturday night, I can pretty much pack a dance floor. Wow. Although if you limit me to say, I can tell you about my worst experience or one of my worst experiences. Um, oh, please do. That was groom, another yeah, question. Of, uh, a groom <laughs> not to be named, um, but I'll never forget this one. It was a Sunday wedding at Seacrest. He gave me 60 must-play songs. I was not allowed to sway from that list. I looked at the list. I knew three songs. Oh, boy. When a DJ doesn't recognize a song, that means the guests aren't going to recognize a song. So I try to reason with them. I you know, explain, I said, Jordan, you know, if people don't know a song, they're not going to dance to a song. He said, my family's from the Midwest. They're going to listen to my music tonight. 
It's like, no, they're going to leave. <laughs> and um, tried to reason with him, wouldn't want, wouldn't reason. So um, the night was his. It's, you know, bottom line, it's his wedding, not my wedding. So I told the photographer, I said, look, I'm going to have the dance floor packed for the first three songs. Then it's going to be a ghost town. And that's exactly what happened. People want to dance. I mean, generally, generally, people come to a wedding, they want to have fun. Sure. Had them on the floor and then had to go to the rest of his playlist and the floor pretty quickly emptied out. I had three people dancing, three to five people dancing almost the entire night. Bride and groom were on the floor the entire night. That's all I cared about. Right. Although right. I had a queue lined up of people telling me, why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And I couldn't say because, you know, it's not my job to say, hey, the bride and groom don't want to hear your music because my specific playlist, you know, do not playlist was don't play anything that's on Billboard. Do not take requests. And there was one time that actually his mom came up to me, started talking into my ear. Groom comes up on the other side. And whenever bride and groom comes up to me, I, you know, excuse myself from that. I said, hang on one sec, lean over. And he said these words. He said, whatever she's saying, just nod yes and continue with my playlist. <gasps> Wow. I remember wheeling my stuff out that night thinking, wow, that DJ kind of sucked. Yeah. And it was me. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so that can, um, it that hinders, a, I mean, people walk, I mean, bottom line, I want the bride and groom to have the night of their life. That's all mm -hmm. I care about. But I also want people to have fun. I mean, my job is to make sure people have fun. And uh, Now, have you ever, part? Uh, I'm sure you have, um, been asked to play at celebrities' homes? Yeah, we do. Um, there's a famous um, family down on the Cape. <laughs> a lot of them make you sign um, confidentiality agreements, or mm -hmm. you know, basically you say you can't talk about us. Although there's one, um, there's one family we do a lot of work for. Uh, haven't done them in years because they've lightened up on their parties. There's one party they canceled us literally the last minute. <laughs> and, um, good thing because the police showed up. Oh and it was my. one of those type of parties. Oh, boy. You can probably guess who I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> but other than that, um, one of the coolest celebrities I had, it was actually someone's birthday party. A girl oh. named Kendra. It was a 40th birthday party at the Chatham Yacht Club, uh, Chatham uh, Beach and Tennis Club. Uh-huh. And a whole bunch of the staff members were all like, there's a lot of energy. And they kept coming over and looked at the name. The nameplates were on um, Little Starfish. And the name Harry was right on the starfish, right in front of my big speaker. Because it was a smaller room, uh -huh. and I couldn't fit my speakers in. And they said, Harry Connick Jr. is going to be here. I was like, no, he's not. He said, no, he lives right up the street. I was like, really? So I'm in the kitchen, and I hear a bunch of commotion, and I look out, and there's Harry Connick Jr. And it was really cool. I mean, I've met a lot of celebrities, but he. Um, the funniest part about him was he sang a song to the tune of um, Nat King Cole, L-O-V-E. L is for the way you look tonight. Yes. But he did it to her name, K-E-N. K-E-N-D-R-A. Oh, how and cute. When I say dirty, oh, oh. boy. Oh. And coming out of Harry Connick Jr. Whoa. You know, Mr. Clean Cut. Yeah. It was hysterical. <laughs> and I remember taking the mic back from him thinking and, and saying to him, it's like, don't you think that's not going to end up on TMZ? And nothing ever surfaced. Isn't no one recorded so? it. No one recorded it. Wow. But the one thing I noticed about him, he was sitting right in front of me. So mm. I, you know, I was looking at him all night. Just the way he paid attention to his wife all night. He was very attentive to her. Like, it was just something about the chemistry they had. I was I had a lot of respect for her. But here's the funny thing about that is um, he went to the bathroom. And he had to walk by my table to go to the bathroom. And this girl, Kendra, she didn't email me her playlist. This was, I won't say before email. She had faxed me over a nine-page nine playlist. It had, like, uh, songs to last, you know, five days' worth. Wow. So the funniest thing is Harry Connick comes out of the bathroom. I'm holding up the sheet of, you know, my sheets of paper. And I say, <laughs> you know what? Kendra sent me more requests than anyone has ever sent me before. Without missing a beat, he said, I ain't on that list. I am I. 
Oh, <laughs> <Nope>. no. <laughs> it was funny. But oh, my God. Super nice guy. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Wow. That's great. Woo. Yeah. What challenges have you faced in the DJ business, would you say? What are some of the challenges? <laughs> Drunks. <laughs> Drunks. Yeah. Oh, please do tell. As the night goes on, again, people think they're DJs and they want to tell you what to play and how to play it. And here's what you're going to play next. And some of them don't ask you to play something. They demand it. Oh. So um, sometimes it takes the thick skin because there are some DJs that will just, you know, whimper and say, okay, I'll play it. And, you know, might clear the dance floor. Yeah. My response, no matter how good or bad a request is, I'll see if I can find it. I'll do my best to get to it. Can't make any promises. Only exception to that is if the bride and groom come over, it's going to get played. Sure. Or if like one of their parents comes over, like I had one, um, I had, uh, it was Love Shack, it was on the Do Not Playlist. Oh, Love Shack, come on. <laughs> Mother of the <laughs> groom came over and requested Love Shack. So I went over to the bride, there was a, a dessert buffet set up, and I had the song written down and circled. And I, you know, went up to her next to her and said, hey, your new mother-in-law just requested this. Is it okay? And she said, absolutely not. Oh. <gasps> I said, okay. So <laughs> mom came over and requested it again, and my excuse was, the file I have is corrupt. I'm trying to download another one, but the Wi-Fi keeps going down. I'll do my best to get to it. She never heard Love Shack. Mm, <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. Oh, my God. Another one. Um, it was the mom and the groom. It's always the mom and the groom, seems. <laughs> requested uh, Macarena. And rule of thumb, I avoid oh line dances. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that in years. <laughs> Lucky Macarena. You. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I went over to the groom. I was like, Mike, your mom just requested this one. And he said, if mom wants it, mom's going to hear it. So unfortunately, he had the Macarena at his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> now, do people enjoy line dancing as much? Yes. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but yes. Like the electric slide and I'd, the um, cha-cha one? And... Like a complete 180. I host um, a whole bunch of their bus tours that come throughout New England. They put the old, it, it, well, mostly seniors, like 65 and up. They put them on a bus. You know, they go from Maine down to the Cape. They go oh. visiting places. And one of the stops they have is dinner and dancing. Nice. And for the last few years, I've provided wow. all the music for that. Yeah. So it's about 70 dinners a season. Wow. And some of them are back-to-back. -back. So it's like a 4 o'clock session, 7 o'clock session. And they all want to hear, for the most part, the same thing. I play a whole bunch of oldies for dinner. Yeah. And then they all just want to do line dances. <laughs> <laughs> like every single line dance. Some line dances I've never heard of. And some will actually make up line dances to common songs. So <laughs> that's, um, I won't say my hell because I enjoy the older crowds. Always have fun. Yeah. But to hear the same songs over and over. And I'm talking, it's like every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes twice a night for, you know, three months worth. <laughs> wow. Wow. But then um, you start to learn, like, if they're from, like, the Carolinas, there's, they have something called Carolina Beach Music. Or if they're from, like... Um, uh, Michigan. I'm playing a lot of Motown. So oh, I start to yeah. learn the different music around the country. Sure. That, that they're being bussed in from. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. What a great idea. What a great concept, though, to have people on a bus and then going, you know, shopping around and then ending with a nice meal and entertainment. Dinner that's and dancing. Wait, did you yeah. set that up? Did your company no, no, or it's, um, somebody else it's does? It's a company called Diamond Tours out of Florida. Oh, no kidding. That, um, so you partner with them. Yeah, they tracked wow. me down a few years back and um, said, can you provide music? I was like, that's what I do. And it was like every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was like, I don't do anything during the week. I'm a wedding DJ. Wow, that's so, that's so amazing. That's really interesting. 
Wow, that's great. I got to take a break. Okay. Sorry about that. All right, folks, your last chance to call in, 508-222-1320. We'll be right back after these messages. Good morning. You are listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is my last break, folks, before I say goodnight. So uh, 508-222-1320. Scott, we were talking a little bit about a lot of things during break, as we always do. But um, we were talking, you wanted to mention a little bit about 16th birthday parties. Do a ton of sweet 16s. And... um, uh, I'm giving That's in so a little sweet. bit more. Aww. Aww. <laughs> 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 giving in a little bit more to um, you know allowing the birthday girls to pick their own music. So I ask them to make a Spotify playlist, mm-hmm. and I can convert it to something that is you know applicable with my mixer. Oh, and um, it helps me a lot because you know they get exactly what they want, and then I don't have a line of you know 20, 16 year olds requesting a song. The challenge with doing kids parties is they're requesting a song, then they're going to request that same song, and then they're going to request the song that's actually playing right now because they're not listening to the song that's playing right now, but they want to know what's next. Oh boy, <laughs> oh my gosh! So talk about ADHD. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I think. Oh my gosh, Whew, I don't know. What's the best part of your job? Oh boy, um, I like. I mean, my job is, like I said before, making people, you know, making sure people have fun. I'm in charge of the entertainment. I'm in charge of, you know, I have to be in a good mood. So, I mean, my attitude is before I walk into any wedding, I always say to myself, this is going to be the best wedding I've ever been to. Yeah, it's not going to happen every time. Sometimes it does. Never know what to expect. I mean, I could walk into a train wreck. I could walk into, like last night. Last night, I'm I'm good at, I say I can always judge a crowd when I do introductions. When I'm doing intros, if it's loud that I have to keep turning myself up and turning the music up, I know it's going to be good dance floor. Wow. Last night, I just kept turning it up. Every intro I did had to turn it up and up and up. And right before toast, I went over to the couple. I was like, tonight is going to be crazy. I said, that's the one of the loudest intros I've ever had. And true to form, it was a crazy night. It was wow. an awesome, awesome wedding. So I just like um, I just like make sure people have fun. You know, like I said, I don't have to enjoy the music as long as they're having fun. Mm-hmm. I think the on the flip side of things... Um, I said, or it's beats a real job. <laughs> I can't get up it. As you can probably tell, I'm out and about at what 6 a.m. this morning. I'm usually, you know, getting my best sleep between 6 a.m. and 12 noon. <laughs> and, um, but um, I do enjoy the benefits of what I do because for the most part, I work weekends. So, uh, you know, work hard, play hard. So I like to travel a lot in the off season. I like the luxuries that this job affords me so my kids can have, you know, some of the things they want. Don't get any ideas, CJ. Um, and I like taking them places. I like going on vacation. I like traveling a lot. So, it, um, again, I don't have to. I mean, yes, I'm working for two to 300 bosses a year. Every year I have different bosses being the brides. But once the wedding is done, then moving along to the next one. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of um, a lot of rinse and repeat. But I do still enjoy it. I mean, after 15 years full-time, it's not getting old. That's great. Can you give us some tips for people that are planning an event and uh, what should they do when selecting a DJ? Hmm. Besides calling Cape Tunes. Oh, I'll call Cape Tunes. Yes. (laughs) CapeTunes.com. 508-202-0744. I always tell a couple, whenever I give, I give them what I call my two-minute tour. I tell them about me, what I do hopefully things that stick out a little bit. I never say that I'm better than anybody else because the reality is I'm pushing buttons and playing someone else's music. I like to think my music sounds better because I use really expensive equipment, but most cases you never notice that. But aside from the goal for them is to find the best fit for them, not the best fit for me. Hopefully it is me when we chat, but at the end of every conversation, I always encourage them to read reviews. Just go to Google, type in Cape Tunes reviews, see what you know over a thousand other couples have said about me. Um, and I always encourage them to ask other vendors, but just do their homework. You know, talk to other DJs. I encourage them to talk to other DJs. 
And the average price, would you say, for a wedding would be what? Way too much. Um, (laughs) For a DJ, it could range depending time of the year. I mean, in the off season, you get married and, you know, March, you know, feed me, I'll show up and DJ your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to get out of the house. Um, It ranges between like $1,000 to $2,000, depending on the needs of the venue. Sometimes you have to set up in multiple places. Sometimes Mm. they want uplighting. Sometimes they want photo booths. Sometimes they want over and above, you know, the norm. But the average is probably about fifteen hundred. Wow, wow, that's not. I mean, that's not bad. That's reasonable. Well, according to Michelle, by the way, the most amazing woman I know, Michelle. Hi, how are you doing? I know she's listening, and she's two hours behind us. She she had to get up earlier than me. Um, she says I'm too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I think that with over a thousand positive reviews, I think that's amazing. That's really okay, great. I'll go home and raise my prices. <laughs> <laughs> so you better call today if you want a book. <laughs> that's right. Yes. If you could pick another career, what would it be? Oh, boy. I, you know, before this, I was in the hotel business, or the, the more the um, hospitality business. I used to oversee sales and marketing for 40 hotels around the country. So I used to travel around and really basically train people how to put, they call it heads on beds. Heads I on like, beds. <laughs> I like that. It's, it was fun. I mean, I, I worked for a few different companies, but one of the cooler ones, I, got, I had a few hotels in the Caribbean. So once a month, I was in Aruba or Curacao or meetings in like Mexico or you know, somewhere or Puerto Rico. So I got to travel a lot. Right, so. right. And um, we got, I know we have to wrap up our show. I can't oh. believe it. I know. Fast. I know it is. Yes. I want to give, uh, give you uh, an opportunity to uh, say your spiel and contact <laughs> information before I sign off. Well, I am Scott from Cape Tunes Disc Jockeys. We offer photo booths, uplighting, and disc jockeys. It's capetunes.com, 508-202-0744. And if you're planning a wedding, just do your homework, read reviews, hire the best vendors that fit you. Very good. Well said. Very good. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my friends, um, I've got to wrap up because uh, next up is Dave Kane. So, um, Scott, thank you so much for coming all this way down here. Thanks I like for to getting th- me up and about. <laughs> You're welcome. You really are out and about. And also meteorologist Jim Corbin, my producer, Mike Caranzaro, and you, our listeners. If you're having an event and would like me to mention it, that's easy. Just drop me an email at radiolady34 at gmail.com. This is Elaine LaRoche, and with only how many more shows I got? Four more shows to go. So, um, yeah, I appreciate each and every one of you each and every Saturday morning. It's been an honor. And uh, I invite you to come back here next week. We're going to be talking to Matt Patty in the real estate business because things are changing. So from all of us here at WARA 1320, thank you so much for listening to our shows. Thank you for listening to my show, Open the Boat with Elaine. And meet me back here next Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. when we do this all again. All right.